The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Love and forgiveness are just like the laundry and the dishes. <laughs> Say hupo piazzo. This is, this is one of my three favorite Greek words in the New Testament. And, and even though I had two semesters of New Testament Greek, I only remember three words. Um, and this is one of my favorites. I remember my favorite ones. And, and it's the part of this passage that's translated that me, she may not wear me out by continually coming to me. What it really means is how Eugene Peterson translates it in the message. It, it says this, but because the widow won't quit badgering me, I'd better do something and see if she gets justice. And here's the hupo piazzo part. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her pounding. It, it literally means to give a black eye to. And, and, and so that's, that's the setting in which Jesus says, persist in praying. Persist in crying out to God. Well, let's think a little bit deeper into the parable. A widow had no legal status in society because she wasn't connected to a man. Men were the only ones who had legal status in society. They were the only ones who could own property. They, they were the only ones who, who had status at the gate. And, and, and so this woman was all by herself, completely dependent upon family or friends or charity in order to find her way in life. But she went to this judge and ceaselessly pleaded against whoever her unnamed opponent is. And, and the judge didn't fear God, didn't respect anybody. It makes you wonder how he got to be a judge in the first uh, in effect, Jesus says, isn't God better than an unjust judge? Hasn't God provided so much more? One of the Psalms in, in, in today's readings is Psalm 121. I lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Isn't God, who made heaven and earth, better than an unjust judge? But then Jesus asks his followers, and us, by the way, and yet when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? That left me kind of scratching my head. And then I remembered back that parables are simple stories that have a single point, and lest we miss the point in this parable, Luke announces it for us, saying it's a parable about their need to pray always and not lose heart. By the time Luke had begun writing and putting down this telling of the gospel, the church was flourishing and growing even though it was little, even though it was persecuted, 
and they were expecting the imminent return of Christ in final victory. And some were losing heart. Some were struggling to keep the faith. Some thought that any moment it would happen, and yet it did not. So Luke includes this story of Jesus in this setting of the gospel to remind us even today to stay the course and to keep the faith, to keep on keeping on, if you will. Anybody remember the book, The Prayer of Jabez by Dave Wilkinson? It came out 18 or 20 years ago and it was all the fad. Somebody gave me a copy of the book and said, Pastor, I want you to read this book. It's marvelous. And tell me what you think. I read the book. It's, 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 it's about a guy named Jabez. Um, and his prayer shows up in 1 Chronicles 4. And, and, and Wilkinson writes about what praying this particular prayer ha- caused to happen in his life. Now, I read the book, and, and, and I'll tell you as an aside, I, I, I don't think it was this prayer exactly. I think it was a disciplined life that Wilkinson needed to name to say things went well for him. Disciplined life in prayer, disciplined life in business, disciplined life in work and in ministry. I, I, I think that that's, was the real root of, of, of his life. But, but he names this prayer as that. So I, I read it, and, and, and one Sunday morning when um, everything was ready for church and all I had to do was wake up and drink coffee, I finished my first cup of coffee, and I, that book was sitting on the kitchen table. And, and so I opened it to the prayer, and I, I, I prayed the prayer. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from hurt and harm. Nothing happened. The bishop didn't call to ask me to move to a bigger church. The DS didn't call to ask me to take some specific special role in the district. Nothing happened. So I got up to get more coffee because what do you do when your coffee cup's empty? You get more coffee. And as I poured my coffee, I looked down to the lower part underneath the counter and there was this light that was shining brightly. It was the clean indicator on the dishwasher. And I thought I heard this heavenly chuckle. I was like, I was thinking a bigger church, not more housework. I went back to the table to sit down and and right there in front of me, I can picture it right now, right there in front of me was the door that led to the laundry room that was stacked full of clothes that needed to be washed, dried, folded, and put away. And then I knew I heard a heavenly belly laugh like I have never heard any ever before or since. And it was like God was saying, look, you prayed for me to enlarge your territory. Your territory starts at home. Dishes and laundry is what you get to do. I have not prayed that prayer since. (laughs) 
Uh, some of you might might say I was just leveling up to my 50% in our household. But relationships are not 50-50, they're 100%. In all of our relationships, there have to be 100%. Now my 100% today might be more than my 100% tomorrow because of things that happen. And my 100% three weeks from now might not be quite as good as it was yesterday, but they're 100%. When we live in faith community, in relationship, we live at 100% with each other and with ourselves because God is always 100%. And the thing about prayer is that it's not a vending machine. I can't pray this prayer or any other prayer and expect a call from the bishop for a larger church that pays more money. That's not how it works. Paul tells us how it works in 1 Thessalonians. He says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Notice anything funny about the way that's presented? Maybe the font size of the punctuation. It's semicolon's kind of big. It's kind of important. Here's the reason. Grammatically speaking, if that's a comma after circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, modifies only all circumstances. But it is a semicolon, which means that God's will for us is to always rejoice, to ceaselessly pray, and no matter what happens, to give thanks. That's truth. That's bedrock foundation, faith practice life. And the punctuation informs us as to who we are and how we live and what we ought to be about. So when we pray ceaselessly, what do we pray about? We go back to the parable and we learn from the widow. She was praying for justice. She was pleading for justice. So how do we figure out what that is? And how do we figure out how do we pray for that ceaselessly? In Bible study on Thursday, we came to this, that praying for justice is praying, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my life as it is in heaven, in our community as it is in heaven. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Thy kingdom come. And justice is God's kingdom. And my friend Cave Matthews says God's kingdom is where everyone has enough and nobody has to be afraid anymore. Where everyone has enough and nobody has to be afraid anymore. I bet you're wondering why I think laundry and the dishes are just like love and forgiveness, aren't you? Any guesses? Never ending? There's always more to do? 
I mean, maybe it's happened in your house, and, and I've been on both sides of this equation. It's right when you think all the dishes are done and somebody comes to the counter with more. And, and, and the truth about laundry is you put all, every last dirty piece of clothing in the washer and then in the dryer or you hang it to dry and then you fold it and you put away. And what happens right before you go to bed, you change into your pajamas and you make more dirty clothes. That's not why I think love and forgiveness is like laundry and the dishes. Love and forgiveness provide covering and nourishment for our lives. Love and forgiveness provide covering and nourishment for our lives. That's the way God has designed us to find God and ourselves and live in community with each other. This month, as, as we focus on our stewardship, we're focusing on our baptismal covenant. And last week's words were, with God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We're adding to that this week's words, we will surround one another with a community of love and forgiveness. And to be faithful in community, we have to be as persistent with our love and forgiveness as we are with our praying. As with, as we have to be that persistent. And you know what I found? We are. Here's our next installment of why I love Jesus. God provides Jesus in love. His grace and strength have helped me. And, and, and as we read these, listen, listen for that community of love and forgiveness. His grace and strength have helped me through the darkest, most difficult times in my lives. He pushed my wife and me to start a chapter of SHP in Beaumont. Talk about a just cause. And the next. Through it all, he gives me peace to survive. He loves me and is always with me and helps me deal with life. I am told to. That's, that's real, folks. There are days that we love Jesus because we've been told to. It might not well up within us in a big emotional event, but still in the midst of real life, we're obedient to Christ. He first loved me when I wasn't lovable. Jesus tells us today and every day to pray always and do not lose heart. Stay the course. Keep the faith. Follow Jesus all the days of our lives and pray. Pray like our lives depend on it because they do. Pray and do not lose heart. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.